Hi, my name is Jim. I am a compulsive overeater and a lot of other things. And I'm very grateful to Overeaters Anonymous for taking approximately 110 pounds off my body and uh, keeping it off plus or minus 10 pounds for over four decades now. And that is a complete and utter miracle because I couldn't stay on a diet for a day by the time I got into this program. Now, my story is, well, I am a plain garden variety compulsive overeater. I was a fat kid. And when all this, I went through all the stuff you go through when you're a fat kid in our society. But you know what? I only have 20 minutes, not 20 hours to tell the tale of woe in four-part harmony. And, uh, I don't have any really great excuses. Uh, my parents were not heroin addicts. They never forced me to eat. No. You know, I never got the lecture that children are starving someplace because I'm a natural-born member of the Clean Plate Society. Food looks good, and I want to eat it all, period. I never questioned why I ate because what always mystified me was how other people could stop eating. That uh, I don't really know the meaning of full or the meaning of hungry. That, uh, you know, I've, I tried those sort of dieting schemes where, well, only eat when you're hungry and stop eating when you're full. Well, the only time I ever really wanted to stop eating was when I'd eaten so much that it became physically painful to get more in. Usually for me, I just wanted to eat until all the food was gone. But uh, needless to say, I was fat and didn't like being fat. So I went on my first diet when I was around 10 years old, promptly lost about mm, 30 pounds, which was about half of what I needed to lose at the time. And then I went off my diet, I went into relapse, and I could not get back on. And I found all the weight that I had lost. And that was the story of my life. I'd get sick and tired of being fat. I'd do some kind of diet or weight loss scheme. I'd lose some weight, and then I'd go into relapse. Because you know, I am a food addict. And <laughs> the... Uh, Oh, in addition to diets, I tried geographic cures, moving from Pennsylvania to Southern Cal, then Southern Cal to Northern Cal. But everywhere I went, I took my eating disorder with me. And the, um, finally, I found myself living alone in San Francisco, not knowing anybody. But at 4.15, you know, I had a job, and at 4.59 in the afternoon, I would bail out. And everybody standing in line at the drugstore across the street from where I worked were getting their fix. You know, they were getting their cigarettes, they were getting their alcohol, and I was getting my junk food. And I would take it home and I would promise myself, oh, I'll, I'll just have a little bit, I'll save the rest for later, and I'll have a nice, healthy dinner. The next thing I knew, all the food was gone. Oh, and when I got home, I'd make sure I would draw the curtain shut so that the neighbors I didn't know across the street wouldn't get out binoculars, look through windows, and see that I was eating junk food. So I thought, you know, if other people didn't see me eat, it didn't really count, right? And even though I was over 100 pounds overweight, you know, I thought the beard, you know, kind of covered up my double chin, and I didn't really look, didn't really look that bad until, you know, I would, like, see my reflection in a window and go, who's that fat guy? And then, like, 
oh, that's me. And then I would have nights where the chest pains would hit. And I didn't even know if I was going to wake up the next day. And I thought, oh, no, this is it. This is a big heart attack. So at the age of 22, I made out my will. That's, that's where this disease brought me. But I was in one of those sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired phases. And I had remembered hearing about Overeaters Anonymous a long time ago. Might have been Dear Abby, might have been Dear Van Landers, actually it was both of them. So it was kind of in the back of my brain, but it took me years before I had the willingness to get myself to a meeting. And I can still remember walking into a meeting and having no clue as to what was going on. Didn't know anything about you know, the 12 steps or AA, but I knew I was a food addict. And they said, yeah, we're food addicts here. I thought, wow, these people understand me. And you know, they started off the meeting with a serenity prayer. And I said, oh, no, what is this? And the, uh, then they, they read these steps. Then we read the first step, admitted powerlessness over food. I mean, I laughed at that one. I mean, I had a 46-inch waist. I was over 100 pounds overweight. It's like, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. And then there was this, this God stuff that, you know, gave me kind of a queasy feeling. A bunch of other stuff I didn't understand. And then that last one, carry the message. At this point, all my cult detectors went on full blast. Because, you know, I had a friend in high school who joined a cult. And one time I ran into him in an airport. And he was dressed in an orange robe, passing out pamphlets. And I thought, uh-oh. If they break out the orange robes and the incense, I'm out of here. And then, you know, the speaker got up to share. And, you know, here was this basically normal-looking person, and I thought, oh, what does she know about being fat? What does she know about overeating? And then she told her story. Now, I don't like to tell foodologues because they make me hungry. and we all know how to overeat here, but this person told the story of foods overeaten, of pounds gained and lost, that made my eating look pretty wimpy. Now, I'm an industrial strength overeater. As I said, I don't like to tell food logs, but here was somebody else who had eaten the way I had eaten and who had gotten better. Wow, that blew me away. Now, the way I got abstinent was I got myself a sponsor who told me to go to 90 Overeaters Anonymous meetings in 90 days. I didn't quite make 90 and 90. No, I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. But it started going just about every day. And I found out where the meetings were that I liked. Found out, found the meetings that, well, I didn't like as much. And I made a conscious effort to reverse engineer what I saw working for the people who had what I wanted. Yeah. And I was real obnoxious about it. I'd walk up to people, what do you eat? What do you pray to? What vitamins do you take? How do you meditate? And I was expecting to find some miracle, magical secret that, uh, that they weren't talking about at meetings. <laughs> 
pardon me. But then one day at a pretty average random generic OA meeting, which was really nothing special, as I was looking around the room, all of a sudden, the light bulb clicked on. Wow. I noticed that the people who had what I wanted were doing those things we talk about at the beginning of OA meetings. They were working the 12 steps, and they were using those tools of recovery to live those steps in their daily lives. Wow, what a concept. And they, they put the fork down, had a plan of eating that worked for them. They didn't eat the foods that caused problems for them. It's like, wow, the, what a concept. And so that's my philosophy of OA. I do what I see working for other people like me. And that involves going to a lot of Overeaters Anonymous meetings. I don't know what it is about these meetings. When I go to a lot of OA meetings, it becomes easy for me to eat properly. And when I don't get to a lot of meetings, well, then it gets harder. But, uh, I have a sponsor that I call just about every day. And I talk about what I'm going to eat and what's eating me. I do service at OA meetings because it gets me to meetings. One of the things I've observed over the last four decades is that the people who do service get better faster. The people who don't struggle more. Why that is, I have no idea. It just is. Yeah. This is not overeaters analysis. I don't have to understand why it works. I just have to do it. You know, I don't really understand how my cell phone works, but as long as I plug it in, charge it up, pay my phone bill, seems to work. And if it doesn't, I know where to go for tech support. It's the way this program works for me. You know, I, uh, you know, follow directions and it seems to work. And uh, I eat three meals a day, nothing in between. None of my old binge foods. I've been blessed with the ability or the grace of that for over 42 years. And that kind of limits the amount of damage I can do in any one day. Now, I am a food addict, so just like an alcoholic, there are things that set off a craving for more. And I learned in this program that it's a lot easier to eat none than some. Wow, what a concept. No wonder all my diets failed, because I would reward myself for being good with a goodie. Well, guess what? This is not a moral issue. Now, I was not a bad person who needed to get good. I'm a sick person who needs to recover. And, you know, the, quote, treat did nothing more than keep my addiction going and set off a craving for more. So, and they said, hey, it's a lot easier to eat none than some. It's like, wow, what a concept. And they also warned me that, hey, addict that I am, I was going to go through a withdrawal. They were right. I was tired grouchy, irritable, lots of cravings, but it does pass. And uh, the, um, you know, so I don't eat sugar with a five-foot pole. You know, I read the ingredients list. If it's, you know, fifth or below, it's probably small enough that it won't hurt me. And I also don't do, you know, things like, you know, sugar and all the other ways the food industry tries to describe, to uh, hide it you know, like corn syrup and things like that. The, uh, 
And let's see, what else do I do? Um, the 12 steps are what separate OA from a diet club. And they're really about a way of living that creates a spiritual awakening is the result of these steps. Now, the spirituality of this program is not going up to a mountaintop and chanting until the fork levitates into the sky. The spirituality of OA is a very applied spirituality. Where what we do is we help ourselves by reaching out and working with other compulsive overeaters like us. That's the key. Together we can do what we can never do alone. Why it works, who knows? And as all of you know, this program is patterned after Alcoholics Anonymous. And when you read the AA Big Book, it says over and over again, if you're feeling shaky, go work with another drunk. That's the way this program works. That's why four out of our nine tools of recovery talk explicitly about working with other compulsive overeaters. It's why we go to meetings. It's why we make phone calls. It's why we sponsor people. It's why we do service at meetings. All of this is really, it's why we sponsor people. It's all really a way of being part of a network of recovery. We support each other. We motivate each other. We console each other. We keep each other out of the food. That's the way this program works. It's not the kind of thing that I can do alone, by myself, in my own kitchen. It just doesn't work that way. So, now, and the 12 steps are really working on our spiritual development. Now, one of the things I love about OA is its agnostic nature. We talk about prayer, meditation, and higher power, but we don't pretend to know which religion is right. But we find that uh, all of these spiritual traditions have spiritual tools that really help. Why they help doesn't matter. We don't have any answers for all the great theological questions, but we know that spirituality of whatever brand you choose to practice or not practice, you know, is actually really helpful. But, um, we're also agnostic on food. You know, yeah, you know, we have opinions, personal opinions, but we don't prescribe food plans to people. We don't pretend to tell you how many milligrams of vitamins to take. Uh, and that's, that shows a great amount of humility. You know, nobody really knows all the answers about nutrition. You know, when you think about it, you know, the scientific method would say, ah, we must do controlled experiments. Take a bunch of people, treat one group one way, another group a different way, treat them all Five laboratory rats, do that for you know, hundreds of years and slice people up. Well, you know what? We can't really do those experiments on people. So a lot of what we know about nutrition is, at best, educated guesswork. And there's, you know, we know some stuff. You've got to get some vitamin C or bad things happen to you. But even people with Nobel laureates will disagree by a factor of 10 as to how much you should have. So one of the things I love about OA is we don't pretend to know all the answers. All we know is we know the mistakes to make because we've made them. And if you don't make the mistakes, you'll live. And indeed, you know, I think of, uh, you know, this program's kind of like target practice, but the real answer is 
it doesn't matter how close you get to the target. As long as you don't shoot yourself along the way, you're alive. And that's really what this program is about. It's about living one day at a time. And uh, how I work my program, I get on my knees in the morning and I ask God for help. Take a few minutes of quiet time where I try to meditate. Although usually the, the squirrels start dancing my head pretty quickly. I uh, have a sponsor that calls just about every day. Call in my food. Been doing that over four decades because it helps me to plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I, um, as I mentioned, I go to OA meetings, I do service at meetings, and at night before I go to sleep, I do a mental 10th step. I continue to take inventory. I ask myself, where am I today? I remind myself, my disease is threefold. Where am I physically? Where am I emotionally? Where am I spiritually? You know, physically, is my food clean? Or am I playing some kind of games there? You know, as an addict, I'm always trying to sort of push the envelope to the edge to see what I can get away with. It's actually pretty dangerous. But uh, emotionally, what happened today? Was I angry, upset? Is there something I need to process or deal with? And finally, spiritually, you know, which, you know, do my prayer and meditation. You know, the, um, and also, how am I working my OA program, which is really where the spirituality is all about? You know, how many meetings have I been to in the last week? How many phone calls have I made? You know, how many people have I talked to? That, uh, you know, how am I? You know, do I have a current service job? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, and some nights, some nights I fall asleep before I get through that. But one of the beautiful things is we don't have to be perfect. All we do is muddle through one day at a time. And before you know it, the years rack up. And I'm just really grateful that this program's taken over 100 pounds off my body and kept it off over 40 years. And that is a miracle. And you know what? This program works for me. It can work for you too. And with that, I'll pass.